Hi, you're listening to the Sports Tourism on Air podcast, where I, Vadimilchuk, will reveal, dear listeners, the incredible world of sport from the touristic perspective to you, so the sports tourism industry stakeholders can be sure that with this podcast they will always be on trend. This podcast is produced by Sportrisen and Deca.net Sports Company, an international travel event organizer with over 10 years of experience. And here I will talk with different worldwide experts for whom the sport and the sports travel industry is a passion of life. Today we will talk about London, the capital of England and the football world. What is unique about the main football stadiums in London? What are the must-see places for fans to fully immerse themselves in London's football world? And in general, what can London offer to an ordinary tourist? Anil Kandola, sports journalist to talk sport, is our special guest, helping us to find the answers to these questions. And we will start to study of London from the Arsenal Stadium, namely the Emirates Stadium. It became the team's home arena in 2006. Before that, Arsenal played at the Highbury Stadium. The historically significant stadium could accommodate only about 39,000 people, which is not a lot considering the high ticket demand. Therefore, expanding the location did not make it wait long. Although Arsenal initially wanted to expand Highbury Stadium, the community did not allow them. Therefore, Arsenal had to build a new stadium. This is how the Emirates was born. The glass and steel construction of the building gives the impression that the stadium sparkles in the sunlight and glows at night. It has won several design awards, including Best Use of Architectural Design and Best Major Project Award. Now it holds over 60,000 people and is the fifth largest stadium in England. However, the Gunners have not forgotten their old stadium, part of their history and achievements. For example, the union of all the club's offices is called Highbury House and is located in the northeastern part of the complex. The famous symbol of Highbury, the clock from the south stand, moved to the new stadium. However, what other exciting things can be found in this stadium? Let's find out from Anil. Besides, obviously, attending the football matches um, is obviously you could do stadium tours as well at the Emirates. So that will obviously take you behind the scenes in terms of getting you into the dressing room, going to the dugout, pitch side and stuff like that. And tickets will probably start around £30 for that in terms of like a general tour uh, around. And then they go all the way up to around £325, which would be a, like a very special tour in terms of having like an ex-Arsenal player, like a legend, so to speak, uh, take you around. You can have a, an opportunity to have a conversation with the legend um, and really really get a feel for things so yeah there is quite a different price budget and obviously with London you, you probably know already you know it's not exactly very cheap if you're going to do certain things but depending on your budget you know I think £30 for a stadium tour you know it's quite reasonable considering how big the stadium is and what you'd get out of it and and you know obviously besides that they do obviously do concerts and stuff like that but they tend to do uh, concerts and other things outside of football in the off season so obviously once the season finishes in, at the very latest in May in a normal year anyway um, that's when they potentially have some they've got the active monkeys who are obviously a massive music musical band they're they're performing in june i believe
Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, the stadium of the Tottenham Hotspur team of the same name, opened only in 2019, making it one of the youngest stadiums in England. The club had previously played at the White Hart Lane Stadium, but could hold only 36,000 people. Therefore, Tottenham decided to develop a new stadium project, and they did not lose. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is England's third-largest football stadium and London's largest club stadium, accommodating almost 63,000 people. The stadium is designed in a music hall style, with superb acoustic in mind to maximize the excitement on game day. The stadium's corners are enclosed, and the stands sit close to the pitch, creating a wall of sound that can ricochet throughout the ground. Moreover, it is designed to be a multi-purpose stadium. It features the world's first dividing, retractable football pitch, which reveals a synthetic turf pitch underneath for NFL London games, concerts and other events. The stadium has 65 food and drinks outlets across the concourse areas. There are three feature bars, the shelf, the dispensary, the white heart, and the 65-meter-long goal line bar in the south stand, the longest bar in the UK, which runs parallel to the entire goal line. The bottoms-up beer taps around the stadium can serve 10,000 beers a minute. It is also the first football stadium in the world to house its microbrewery, which provides all the craft beer served in the stadium. But if that didn't impress you either, Anil will offer you such advantages of the stadium that you will not only want to get there, but also want to stay and live there. It's the first stadium that was a cashless stadium in, in the country. So there's no cash on site. Everything is contactless. So th that's just one of the many things, really. And I, I, one massive thing as well, which is which to obviously young people like you and I, you know, it seems a bit, a bit weird, but there's fully working Wi-Fi across the stadium. And now if you've ever been to a sporting event of any kind, really, even if it's a small stadium of 5,000 people, your phone just seems to completely wipe off and not work whatsoever. Whereas at the Tottenham Stadium, no matter where you are within reason, of course, it will work. Your phone will be perfectly fine. You hook up to the Wi-Fi, and it's it, and as I say, you you'll be able to keep into touch with the with the world of social media as you're watching the game or wherever you are in terms of a concert or anything like that as well. And what can we say about the Chelsea Stadium, Stamford Bridge? They've been at Stamford Bridge uh, just under 120 years. I believe it's 118 years they've been there, which, like you just alluded to there, that's what makes it unique. The history behind it is something that's a big selling point for people to come to London uh, and check out. And obviously, you know, over the last 10, 15 years, Chelsea's a football team have been very successful, which, whether we like it or not, really does help tourists and, and where people want to go if they know that they've got the best players or the best manager or they're doing really well in all competitions, especially like the Champions League. You know, they've had recent success success in that and obviously for fans all across Europe you know to come over to this country into London to know that all the biggest and best teams are going to be playing there that's a massive attraction Maps from the 18th century show a small stream called Stanford Creek which followed into the River Thames between Fulham Road and Kings Road 
It ran behind the current location of the stadium's east stand. A bridge ran across the stream as it crossed Fulham Road, known as Little Chelsea Bridge, called initially Stanford Bridge, meaning Sandford. Another bridge over the stream at King's Road was named Stanbridge, meaning Stone Bridge. Over the years, the names of those two bridges and the stream morphed into Stanford Bridge with N, which then became Stamford Bridge with M. The stadium can only hold about 40,000 fans, which isn't huge compared to the other stadium we've looked at before. It wins over fans differently. Here you can taste the joy and thorough from the team's victory and defeat. Visit the Chelsea Museum where you can see the trophies won by this club, especially the Champions League, as Chelsea is the only London club to have won this trophy. And now time has come for him. The most famous stadium in England, the largest stadium in terms of the possible number of spectators, 90,000. A stadium that hosts international tournament finals, concert, boxing matches and NFL matches. Yes, we are talking about Wembley. This stadium also is unique for British fans because it was the final of the 1966 World Cup. Then the England national team beat the West German national team with a score 4-2. It was the old Wembley though. The new Wembley was opened in 2007 and immediately became the main stadium of England, where the national team plays its matches and the finals of national cups are played. This stadium is enormous. To understand its dimensions, here is an exciting and rather funny fact. The stadium holds the world record for the number of toilets in one stadium, 2618. The total length of the escalators for convenient movement around its area is 400 meters. And the stadium has 166 executive suites. When you look at the stadium, the first thing that catches your eye is a big arch located in the stadium. The arch supports 100% of the roof on the north side and 60% of the sliding roof on the south side, supporting more than 75 of the total roof weight. That is, it has a visual and a somewhat technical function. In general, Wembley can be considered not just a place where you can have fun, but also a place where you can learn. What? How is it to study at the stadium? Let's ask Anil. Also have university there, which is a, a UCFB, which is the University College of Football Business, um, and they have one in Wembley. The Etihad and Wembley campuses are, are the big ones, and they offer sporting degrees there, which you can learn whether it's marketing, journalism, you know, media, all of them kinds of things. They offer degrees there, which will allow you to have some of the the state of the art experiences where you have your lectures and your lessons quite literally in boxes where you look out the window and there's the pitch. So it is honestly one of the most special things really to, to be able to go to. And I couldn't, I couldn't honestly recommend enough to, to go and visit and go check it out because it's, it's truly amazing. But you need to be corrected if you think that London is limited only to these football locations. The place is known for its atmosphere of constant sports drive. If, for example, you cannot get a ticket for a match, you will be welcomed by a local bars where the atmosphere is no less tense. 
you know, the, the one of the best things about it, let's say, for instance, if we're taking the match day kind of thing as, a, as a, a prime example, you know, there's so many local bars that are around the stadium, which will be walking distance where you can really get the feel for the atmosphere, where you can go and, and meet other uh, uh, fellow fans of the team that you're going to go watch and really get a feel of, of the vibe and what it's actually like to these fans. Because, you know, for, for people coming to this country, it's very similar to if I was to go watch a, a match in another country, I would really love the experience, but you don't know what it means to them fans if that makes sense and when you do go and you go speak to the locals wherever you go whether it's london or anywhere in the world that's where i think you really get a feel for things and you know them sports bars you know the local ones around the stadium they're amazing if you're interested in other sports it is not a problem london knows what to offer you for example, you can get acquainted with one of the oldest tennis tournaments, Wimbledon. Wimbledon Lawn Tennis Museum offers a beautiful multifaceted tour of the traditions, triumphs, sights and sounds that have made Wimbledon the most coveted title in tennis. You will also see treasures from the first championship to the most recent on display, including equipment, apparel, mementos and souvenirs belonging to the greatest players. Or take a tour of the Marylebone Cricket Club, founded as far back as 1987, where you can learn about the history and development of the game in one of the sport's oldest museums. But if you are not a sports fan, London can make you fall in love with the place for real. If you are interested in history, you must visit the famous one, Buckingham Palace. It is recognized worldwide as a monarch's home, the focus of national and royal celebrations, or Westminster Abbey. This is one of the most famous churches not only in Britain but in the world. It is here since 1066 that 39 monarchs have been crowned and at least 16 royal weddings have occurred at the Abbey since 1100. However, if you prefer other entertainment, no problem. How about the trip to the London Eye, the observation wheel on the south bank of the River Thames in London? This is Europe's highest cantilever Ferris wheel, visited annually by more than 3 million people. Also, if you like shopping, you should see Herod. In this department store, 330 departments offer a wide range of goods and services, including clothes, electronics, furniture, food, drinks and much more. But if you want to see all of London in all its glory, take advice from Anil. One thing I would recommend to do is to whoever you're with put some money together whether it's £10 or £15 put it all together and give a taxi driver all of the money and ask him to take you around the whole of London it's really a special it's honestly so special to drive around London to see all the lights especially in the evening time so when I finish work and I'm heading to the train station to go home you know it, to just drive around London whether, when it's the evening with all the lights are on it's really one of the most special things I think you could see on the planet if I'm being honest to just go around and see all the water 
water as well. It, it's such a special thing. And you, you really understand what it's like to be in London when you do go on them drives around London. It's, it just makes you realise that the, the city doesn't sleep. And this is a, a phrase that you always hear with these big cities. You know, it's the city that never sleeps. But it truly is like that. No matter what time of the day it is, you know, you, you have that feeling of no matter what time of the day it is, you can go and do something. So I think that would probably be certainly in there. It's not exactly a direct site or anything like that. But, you know, that's one of the best things I, I enjoy most of London. But of course, doing all these things is impossible without high-quality food, which will constantly fill your body with energy. For example, you should try the famous English breakfast in the morning, which will not leave you hungry. Breakfast includes toast, bread, eggs, bacon, sausages, beans, tomatoes and mushrooms. Just a taste bomb. And for lunch you can taste a dish with which we all associate England. This is of course fish and chips. A hot dish consisting of fish fried in a batter, served with chips considered a British national dish that can be tried in any restaurant in the country. However, of course, in addition to this, London has many establishments of different styles, which will be able to please even the most demanding gourmets. very special because obviously i think what makes london more special than probably any other city in england by far really is uh is all of the different sort of cuisines and cultures and and stuff like that in the in the city you know whether it's the traditional fish and chips or whether it's obviously uh something else whether it's asian food eastern european food honestly you could anything you want to find in london you can find which i think is really special you know to have somewhere where you can get a taste of different cultures in one place obviously coming to london you want to feel the the British side of things and for some lunch I'd say go for some fish and chips but for, for maybe going to go have some dinner go try out one of these Asian restaurants or an Eastern European restaurant or you know th there's honestly so many things you can go and try there which I think is one of the things that does really make it quite special. That is tourism in London, diverse, glorious, absorbing the country's greatness. I hope you liked the episode. If yes, subscribe to this podcast and wait for the next episodes very soon. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Let's dig into the world of sports tourism together.